You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, now available on the Umoja app. I'm your host, Imran Daramsi, and on this weekly talk show, we invite professionals and teenagers to take us through their journeys and to give us advice. And remember, if you have any questions for the panelists that you see here, uh, you can always leave them in the live comments, and we will highlight them during the show. Uh, or you can ask on the Inspire platform, which is what I wanted to talk about next. So the Inspire platform is a question and answer platform for career advice in our Shia community. Um, as a rising professional, you can ask for advice from other professionals. Um, and as a mentor, you can give advice to our communities, future professionals, and students. And that is available uh, for free, of course, via the Emoja app with an Emoja account uh, on Android and iOS. So if you are interested, you should use that platform. Um, one other thing, uh, we are able to share stories of inspiring students, professionals, and community organizations only because of the generous support of viewers and listeners like you. So please consider supporting our show at umojaoutreach.org slash donate or through the Umoja app in the donate tab. Um, every little bit does actually go a long way in opening career doors for our youth and connecting our communities. So we thank you for that. Uh, now, on to today's speaker. Uh, today's speaker is Hannah Kasim. She is an immigration consultant who graduated with a BA in Urban Studies from University of Toronto in 2019. Um, and she went on to receive an immigration consultant certificate in November 2020 um, and passed her licensing exam in May 2021. So we'll definitely be talking to her about that transition. Um, she enjoys reuniting families and assisting those who have been taken advantage of in the immigration process. Uh, and Hannah's hobbies include painting, art, kayaking, and hiking. Uh, so let's introduce our speaker. Assalamu alaikum, Hannah. So nice, to, so nice to see you. Thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me. I was of so happy course, when um, you reached out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy when you when you agreed to come on and, you know, gave us your time like so generously. Um, so if you could maybe start, I know I did a little bit of introduction already, but if you could just do a little bit of introduction to yourself um, and your education and kind of how you ended up in immigration consulting. Sure, sure. Um, so I went to the University of Toronto in Scarborough, did my bachelor degree there. I did um, um, major in human geography and city studies. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, uh, while I was in university, I started working at a legal immigration office. And I started as um, just like an administrative assistant and that slowly developed. And long story short, I changed my, I guess, career pathway and uh, decided to do immigration consulting instead. So now right. I work at uh, Wild Canada Immigration and it's an immigration legal office. And yeah, I work as an immigration consultant. Hmm, okay. Um, so let's take it step by step maybe. So uh, yeah. what, what is... Um, human geography and or city studies or urban studies, um, what does that entail? What does that mean? Sure, so it includes the study of um, how cities are shaped and planned and mm -hmm. how to make them more accessible to different communities, how to make transportation more efficient, um, how to just make life more livable within urban settings. Uh, so that also includes affordable housing. And it's definitely something I am still passionate about, but um, um, but yeah, that's what that is what I studied. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what drew you to that, like to study that specifically? Honestly, after high school, I had no idea what I wanted to study. Mm -hmm. But my sisters both went to University of Toronto, and they 
um, both major, like one of their majors was city studies. And I would always hear them talk about it. And I thought it was interesting. And um, I was eligible according to my credentials. So I was like, I might as well give it a try. I did change my program a few times. I started, I mean, I, I always had city studies as one major, but it started as French and city studies and then turn into media studies and then eventually I just did human geography and city studies okay okay that's interesting um yeah can you talk about um I know we're going to definitely talk about after college but during college what was that Mm -hmm. process like kind of figuring out what you wanted to study and getting very I know you said you were very involved with like your major so can you talk about that specifically yeah so um in my second year I joined the geography and city studies student association and so it's a departmental student group that helps students in the program. And that was a big um, factor for me in getting me more involved and passionate. So while I was in my undergrad, at, while doing my undergraduate degree, I was involved because of that. And I also, um, like, yeah, I was an annoying student who would always speak in class mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> volunteer to do things. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience. I got to go to a lot of um, events and plan a lot of events and talk got connect with different um, professionals in the field and I got pretty close with my uh, professors as well so Mm -hmm. that was a great experience and you know considering all the effort I put in I did you would think you know she's gonna get a job in the field after yeah um, exactly she graduates Mm -hmm. but um, I and I, I think I could have if I really tried harder and I mean, to work in city plan, uh, city planning, you have to be licensed. So I would have had to do my master's degree as well. And I was considering applying for that uh, until I did decide to change my, what I was doing. Yeah. Hmm. So let's talk about that. When you decided to, to change away from city planning, how did that mm-hmm. process begin? And, and how did you decide that it's actually not what you want to do? So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I started working at the mm-hmm. immigration legal office in my third year, and I was still, you know, very into urban planning, but, um, sorry, yeah, I did start working there just as an, as an yeah. administrative position, and I would just do, mm-hmm. like, part-time work, um, and I was doing city planning, and I, I just didn't see um, myself actually getting into a position in city planning where I would get to do the things that I love and be able to really make an impact. I would have to probably work many years kind of doing a data filling position or it's kind of like a low level position. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily the case. I don't know because I didn't really try, but I just thought it was impactful. And so, but I was still open to the idea because I was very passionate. So during this thought process, I hadn't really given up. But um, in my fourth year of university, I started working more at the immigration office and I saw that mm-hmm. I was good at the job and it's, um, I get to still help people and make an impact on people's lives. So I figured, why don't I just give this a try? Because it's something that's been presented to me and maybe I shouldn't be so stubborn on what my career path will be. This is something God brought into my life and it's working out for me. So why not give it a shot? Sure. Um, I really want to talk more about that that um, element of it, because mm-hmm. I feel like once you're kind of studying something, and you especially, you were, you were so involved with the student group, um, how did you kind of put all that aside and say that you're pursuing something different and like it's it's okay to, to, to do that? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was, I mean, it was, <laughs> I don't think it was easy. I mean, I yeah. put in four years and a lot of money into studying this program. Mm. Um, right. But I mean, I'd still use my degree in my uh, further education and my, uh, what I'm doing now. So I'm, I'm still mm. very much using what I learned. But just that the decision and changing, um, I guess, was just rooted in the fact that I really liked what I was doing at the time, or I'm doing now as well. So I just really was involved in my work. And I guess that kind of distracted me from the fact that I was just kind of ditching the other career path <laughs> that I had available. Yeah. So I think that's really what uh, made it easier for me because I really liked what I was doing. Okay. Um and there is one other thing. So you were talking about um, the extracurriculars you did during undergrad. Um, mm-hmm. Even so, even though you weren't fully decided on whether you wanted to continue pursuing city planning, mm-hmm. like do you regret getting involved? I guess so heavily. Um, and and why or why not? I I definitely don't regret it because it mm-hmm. made my undergrad experience so much better. I mean, I made so many long life uh, friends, and I experienced. So many like we got to go camping every year and we had so many cool oh, wow. events yeah i yeah. i we planned like large camping trips for each year with mm-hmm. her and i was able to meet so many professionals working in the field and it was just very interesting meeting all these types of people that i wouldn't normally um get to talk to if i wasn't in the program and that whole experience definitely gave me um better people skills and more confidence talking to others um, I learned how to deal with responsibility because I was the president in the my third year and then my fourth mm-hmm. year I was the senior advisor so I was kind of um, responsible for the group and it definitely taught me a lot and like yeah like it was it was a great experience I would recommend anyone in their undergraduate degree to get involved <laughs> right so it's an experience in and of itself it does it's not really that you'll regret mm-hmm. it in the future yeah okay great mm-hmm. um so I guess transitioning a little bit away from your undergrad um what is immigration consulting? Because we've thrown around the word a few times, but we haven't exactly mm-hmm. told our viewers what it entails. Sure. So as an immigration consultant, you meet with people who want to, Im- or you consult people who want to immigrate to Canada or people who are already in Canada and want to get their permanent residency or Canadian immigration. Um, you, you basically meet someone, um, you assess their case, so you get, gather their information, um, what their goals are, and then you kind of present to them what options they may have and how to immigrate. Since the immigration system is complicated and many people get lost in how to immigrate here, especially people in difficult situations, um, those are the most of the clients that we do get since uh, the easy cases would just do it themselves. <laughs> and then, yeah, just helping them apply um, assisting throughout the whole application process, communicating with the government, and then once they get here, helping them settle in and um, kind of settle in Canada. Sounds like a very complicated job because you're dealing with, I guess, such high priority cases. I mean, all of them are just, yeah. So I guess talk a little bit about that. How do you comb through all those complex cases? And as you said, Mm -hmm. like immigration law is super complex, so it must get Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yes, it is certainly <laughs> overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I think for me, what made it worth it is I work at a really great company um, and my team members are very supportive. So we kind of work through things together and um, we just, 
it's just a very great team to have when you're working. Also, in any career really, um, having knowledge and experience will make your life a lot easier. So put in mm -hmm. the effort to learn. For my case, I, I put in the effort to learn the different regulations and um, guidelines and manuals that are available to um, be able to do the applications properly because you right. have to feel confident. Mm hmm. And I know you were telling me that recently they've changed the certification process for immigration consulting. So could you talk a little bit about that? I think you were saying there's some things you need to do before you can become like an RCIC, if you could t take mm -hmm. us through that a little bit. Sure. So, um, well, when I applied and studied, the, the procedure to become a registered Canadian immigration consultant was to first finish a certificate program at an acceptable college or university. Um, most of them mm -hmm. were at colleges. The program was usually six months to 12 months long, depending on part-time or full-time. And okay. the admission requirements varied um, depending on your work experience and education. After you get your certification, then you would do the licensing exam. And after you pass, um, you have to submit extra documents and do a lot of like, legislative things and then you finally get your license. Now it's um, changed just a little bit. Generally it's the same, but the requirement to do the, the educational program is different. Now, instead of a six month to one year program, it's a two year program at a university and mm -hmm. it's considered a postgraduate program. Okay, so you have to have a, yeah. a bachelor's to get in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, exactly. So it's All become right. more, com more difficult now. More difficult. All right, got it. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to take, so still you have to like take an exam after you finish the program, right? To be like a registered yes. license. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yes. And what advice would you have for maybe people who, who know that this is what they want to do and they're getting ready to go through um, the, like the, the, that graduate process, like of the, the two-year program and the exam? Um, well, I would advise you to first start working in an immigration office to get mm -hmm. an idea of what the work is like. I, most of my knowledge did not come from the course and just came from my work experience. Oh, okay. um, right. Yes, especially with IRCC, which is Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada. The, they're the organization that uh, you would work with if you want to immigrate here. Uh, they are a very interesting organization. <laughs> and um, the best way to learn how to work with them is just through experience. Um, you can read manuals and guidelines, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have really complex situations and the right. experience will help you deal with them. So first, try to kind of, even if you're not directly doing immigration work yourself, you can at least see the environment that you're in and um, see how other people are working, what their work is like, and then um, once you have, first you can decide if you even like like it or not, and then if you decide you do like it, learn a little bit, then you can start the program. Okay. Um, and how about? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. So, but how about for people who maybe, maybe they're still in high school or maybe they're just starting university? How would they know if they're this is like a field that they're they're interested in? Right. And what well, are some of the skills that maybe? like play well into this field into like mm -hmm. doing this as a career you have to be very of course organized in any 
legal work and administrative work, you mm -hmm. have to be organized and um, being able to pay attention to detail and being able to work under pressure because you're going to deal with a lot of really tight deadlines and difficult situations, people who have urgent situations. You have to mm -hmm. be very patient and understanding, especially because you are dealing with people, um, very important aspects of people's lives. And even if you're working with a really good person, usually when someone is um, paying for a service that is so important to them, they can be very persistent. And even the best people can um, maybe be difficult to work with. And you have to be understanding about that because you know it is very important to that person. So you have to be on top of your work mm -hmm. and uh, just being able to work with people and yeah. So when you go into immigration consulting, do you normally work for another firm or can you also open your own firm? And I guess, what is the difference between those two things? Yeah, so as a licensed immigration consultant, you can work, you can open your own company and practice with your license or you can work mm -hmm. um, under somebody else who has opened their own company. Uh, of course, there there's pros and cons to both. Just in general, there's being self-employed and then being an employee. When you're self-employed, you have more independence. Uh, your income may be better. Uh, you have, you can control your own hours, stuff like that. But once again, you are dealing with very high liability cases. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to work through stuff like that by yourself. For me, I like working with a group of people or with a company because I have so many resources accessible to me and people right. to assist in the process. Okay. Um, and what, yes, sorry, sorry I, go ahead. Sure. I think what many people do, especially uh, immigration consultants, is they would start working at a company, gain experience, confidence, and knowledge, and then they would open their own company. When I was in my program, um, my, my certificate program, a lot of my colleagues were saying that they want to just open a company when they get their license and start working. But they hadn't had, they didn't have any work experience and yeah. they just had that certificate, which was six months long. And I'm in my head thinking, <laughs> you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the people yeah. you're working with because just your license is not enough. You need to uh, have some work experience. Maybe now that it's a two-year program, it would be different because it's um, more extensive. But when you when I when the six month program was in place, I don't think that's enough to start your own company. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, can I? This we didn't really talk about this in the pre interview, but can I ask? Um, how about getting your foot in the door for the first time when when you're working for one of these companies? Do you have any mm -hmm. uh, advice on how you went about that, and maybe how other people can can also go about that? Sure. Uh, when so my first job was at a different place, a smaller mm -hmm. immigration company, and that I got my position there through a referral. From my brother-in-law, he knew the uh, employer and kind of said, "I know a girl who needs part-time work," and I was like, "Okay." He he told me about it and uh, about it, and I was like, um, "Why not?" <laughs> I don't usually yeah, say okay. no when, when uh, different opportunities come to me, and I, I didn't really mm -hmm. know much about her work I had no idea I had no knowledge of what the immigration system was like um, but I, I was like let me just let me just try something because I had been applying to different jobs and it was really hard to get um, placed and so I started just uh, once or twice a week and I was doing very um, minimal work just well mm -hmm. I was doing work but <laughs> very basic work so filing <laughs> documents organizing okay. things supplies 
and I guess what what my, what I would have to say is don't say no <laughs> to different opportunities okay. because you have no yeah. idea what it'll turn into. Um, mm -hmm. Because this job was just supposed to be temporary, but it ended up shaping my career path, right? Right. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, how about in the future of for yourself? Uh, what are you? Where are you looking to take your career? I guess in the future, is it something you want to do long term, or are you looking to perhaps transition to something else? So I definitely want to stay in immigration consulting. Um, it's something that I enjoy doing and I like doing, uh, and mm -hmm. I see that I'm good at. So I, I right now I'm working with Wild Canada Immigration, and I'm looking to continue working with them. And I'm actually thinking of expand. We're thinking of expanding, and I might go to Turkey and start working there. So the oh, license wow. can be used. Yeah, the yeah. license can be used internationally. Um, uh -huh. So I'm thinking to practice from there. Oh, that's exciting! Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, best best of luck with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I there's one other topic that we were discussing during the pre-interview, which was your identity um, and how it's played into your career path. Because you know you were saying that it was somewhat of a contributing factor in your switch away from urban studies. So could you maybe talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, sure. Um, well, when I was in doing in my undergraduate program, the all the people I was seeing, um, who are the professionals that we were kind of seeing present, or all the professors that I saw didn't look like me. They looked like only one group of people, and I just I th I thought when I was when I was doing immigration and uh, studying city studies, I thought where do I see myself fitting in better, and I just right. felt like working in immigration consulting suited me better and yeah that's, I yeah <laughs> I don't really know how else to word it all right yeah no, that makes sense um and how about like the political aspect of it because I know you were saying that a lot of times in urban studies there's like that that comes to head comes to a head so could you yeah. maybe go into that a little more yeah yeah, so the reason I was saying earlier I didn't see myself in a position where I would be able to really make change is because mm -hmm. although you you can be a licensed city planner and you can give your professional opinion to the city or a province or a developer, at the end of yeah. the day, the, the decision will be made based off of politics and money. And even if you give your professional advice, it will very often be stumped by that. And, you right. know, I, I would have probably had to give in to that as well. And it's just okay. not something I resonated with. All right. Yeah, makes sense. Because um, often, like, when things go in the bureaucracy, they don't often come mm -hmm. out. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for example, right. transit in Toronto is so behind. And mm. so many people have offered um, plans and advice to make things better, <laughs> more accessible or more efficient. And it never worked because of politics. And mm -hmm. we... And even the people who attend the meetings where the decisions get made uh, are, there are only a very few people that actually show up and they all look the same as well. So even yeah. if they do try to involve the community, the community that attends this meeting is not <laughs> representing the actual community. And it was just, yeah, <laughs> it was a very okay. political process. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and and I feel like it's it's good to kind of, realize that that isn't for you and just like kind of get away from that before you, I yeah, guess I, you make I, it your whole life 
yeah, so if I was going to do this, then I would have had to put in so much of myself into it and so much, mm-hmm. um, I would have, ha- like, so much of my energy and power would have went into something that would not necessarily have even worked or made an impact. And yeah. I, I saw with my current job that I was able to directly work with people and directly impact their lives. And that just seemed like a better option for me. Hey, um, we are unfortunately almost out of time, but I do have another question before your final mm-hmm. piece of advice. Um, and that is, what is your favorite part of your current job? Like maybe if you could share a story for us that that kind of sums up, you know, your favorite moment at, you know, what you're doing right now. I I can't pinpoint. I'm sorry one for putting you on the spot. But... <laughs> no, it's yeah. fine. Uh, I think it would be hard to, to pinpoint one, but as you asked this question, so many individual cases came up came to my mind. There's so mm-hmm. many cases that I've worked with that have been uh, the person has either been totally screwed over by somebody else or is in a very sensitive situation, and mm-hmm. my team and I would come up with very creative ways to help them immigrate or stay in Canada and. Just those moments when we would get the approval, that's probably what makes everything worth it. Uh, because right. this person was able to get approved even though somebody else might have turned them away because their case was too complicated. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's meaningful. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, now, so what is your like final piece of advice for our listeners for this show? If they perhaps, hopefully they take away something, but if they don't take away anything else <laughs> except this, what, what would you tell them? Uh, well, I would say two things. First is mm-hmm. don't say no when something comes to you. Be accepting of what Allah brings into your life. You never know where it's going to take you. I went from city studies to urban planning and urban planning fits so perfectly into my life now. And I mean, sorry, immigration consulting fits so perfectly into my life now. And it's something I can take abroad to where I want to move, which is Turkey. And that wouldn't mm-hmm. have been possible. So and I had no idea what my job would be. So if you get presented an opportunity, don't be picky or stubborn. Just try it out. Do your best at it and see what comes out of it. And the second thing is um, honesty and hard work will always get you further. And I know that sounds very cliche, but um, especially in like the corporate world, there are going to be many opportunities for you to make somebody else look bad or be able to take credit for someone's work to advance yourself. And in the moment, it may seem like the clear, right decision. It could be very subtle. You might not even intentionally be doing it. Um, but always be critical of your actions and just stay honest about your work. And that will always get you further. I mean, employers value loyalty and uh, honesty and hard work more than anything else. You could be a very skilled person, but that skill, you can train someone on the job, right? But you can't change who, some, who somebody is. So if, if you're working at a company, just, um, yeah, I would say be honest and be hardworking right. and don't try to take advantage of it. Okay. Um, thank you. That's great advice. Um, and thank you for, for, for coming on the show and, and sharing all your advice and, and your story. Sure. No problem. I was happy to be here. Thank you. Of course. Um, and thank you everyone for tuning in to the You Mentor Talk show. Um, tune into our show next week, Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, for another interview. Um, and also, if you enjoyed the show today, uh, please consider supporting us um, at mojaoutreach.org slash donate or through the donate tab of the Moja app. 
Um, and as I said, every little bit goes a long way to opening career doors for our youth and connecting our community. So we thank you for that. Um, and remember, you can always catch our previous episodes, including this one in a few minutes on um, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and our website as well under the Prior Talk Shows tab. Um, so thanks everyone for tuning in. Umoja Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community. <laughs>